This week on Tea with Queen and Jay, we're busting myths from black on black crime to what do vaginas really smell like? Black girl magic at the Super Bowl that nobody and everybody watched and a reminder that you're important, but everybody don't know you. It's Tea with Queen and Jay, people. Drink up. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Are the mics on? Yeah, they're on. Oh. They're on. What's up? What's up? (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm going to abort that checking in on you mission. Yeah. Welcome to Tea with Queen and Jay. We We are two womanist race nerds talking shit over tea, dismantling white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one episode at a time. I'm Queen. I'm Jay. And and this this is Tea with with Queen and Jay. Jay. And... Yes, when we said Al, um, Hennessy started turning up. Oh, <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, uh, Hennessy is my um, black womanist dog. Yes, and, and that, that Al made made her turn up. Yeah, so if you hear her tap dancing in the background or doing anything weird, uh, it's her. Yep, she's yep. here. Mm-hmm. She's here. She's here. She's here. If you would like to follow the conversation being had on this here podcast, podcast. you can do so by using our hashtag, hashtag TVQJ. We'd like you to use that on the, all the social meds, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. I don't know if people use that on there. I don't know what they do over there. What the fuck do they do over there? I don't use that. Um, people get jobs and I know I should be you know, interested in it, you know, because yeah, of being I HR do. and all. But nah. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, do you want to tell the people what libations are? <laughs> yes, libations are when we pour something for the homies, the ancestors, the people, places, and things that give us black ass motherfucking joy. That is libations. Jay. Yes. What are you libating? I want to libate Amalgam Comics and Coffee House mm-hmm. in Philly. Yes. That is a, um, and we've mentioned them on the podcast before. Yeah. Amalgam is a black owned comic book shop uh it is also a coffee house as Mm -hmm. all that shit is in the name the homie ariel johnson owns amalgam comics and they just turned three years old yes so that's super exciting you know it's, it's really challenging for um businesses to make it past like their first and second year Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's pretty dope to see that amalgam is doing great at three years old if you are somebody who buys like hard copy comic books and like other nerd type paraphernalia yeah. t-shirts and mugs and all of that shit or whatever you can um visit amalgam philly online mm-hmm. if you are not in philadelphia and you can't visit the store in person which we had the opportunity to do this yeah. summer and it's fucking dope there we fucking love it yeah you can shop the comic book store online so that's amalgamphilly.com we'll put the link to that in the show notes and we want to make sure that we are paying black women and um supporting businesses like that sell shit that we're gonna fucking buy anyway yeah you know what i'm saying so if you're ordering hard copies of comics or you know you know that you've been waiting for the trade of some shit to come out um check out amalgam and if they don't have something they'll order that shit for you yeah you know so So hit them up do you have any libations Yes, so, well, I think we are sharing this libation. We had a weekend of bad, baddie, what do we call ourselves? Um, A few things. (laughs) (laughs) Black baddie brigade, bad bitch brigade. BBBs. Yeah, I think just BBBs. BBBs. Well, yeah, we had a black baddie brigade brunch. 
Yes, we did. So we did that at my house, which is cool. I never host anything at my place. Your new place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's cool to do that. I like to host things. I like to um, cook for people. I don't really like to cook for myself. It's weird. But whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that, which is really, really fucking dope. And then now we are recording in the present. Yes, we're back from the ancient future. We are <laughs> recording in the present time. And there was like a fucking weekend of events by the BBB. Yeah. And it was dope. Um, we had the welcome back party for Rob. Mm-hmm. Of Inner Hole Uprising. Yes, which is dope. Amazing. Um, well done. Yeah, I missed the turn up. <laughs> yeah, we were. We got like really caught up recording that day and then we also had to edit that day it Mm -hmm. was just like the schedule it got all fucked up or Mm -hmm. whatever so we did make it to the party for anybody who came and didn't see us there we did make it we just got there super late Mm -hmm. but it was a turn up it was a turn up so that was cool Mm -hmm. and then you had your vision board party um workshop excuse me it's a a workshop you did um and it was really really good Mm -hmm. it was dope i do workshops so like day job so it was nice to like do a little workshop for something that i like and for people whom i want not to say i don't want to do the workshops people at work but it mm-hmm. was just like oh this is the people these are my people I want right. to talk to my people type of thing mm-hmm. so that was cool um i did have to kind of let someone know at the door at some point some things but that was the only like hiccup everything mm-hmm. else ran smooth um thank you to um Cafe Con Libros. Um, it was great hosting the event there. Thank you to Cafe Blackwell for collaborating with me. Thank you to Curls for showing up, um, giving us product and shit like that. I even like the, the women, the representatives of Curls were like really cool and involved in the event and all of that shit. They weren't just there like here. Mm-hmm. This shit. Yeah. And, you know, I sat in the yeah. corner. And thanks to everyone who came. Like the event was dope because y'all was dope. Yeah. Honestly. I had a great fucking time. Yeah. I actually did make a vision board this time, which I don't usually do. Mm-hmm. I usually try and I'm like, Ugh. but you know what? Even though I missed a lot of the workshop portion, mm-hmm. I was able to use that worksheet. I was yeah. like, oh, this is like actually a good guide for like figuring out, okay, what am I doing with this piece exactly, of cardboard? Exactly, that's the thing. With vision board, people just, for the most part, just slapping shit on a board. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, this is cute. Uh-huh, I want this this year. And yeah. it's like, you should do it with intention. So, like, but I started with affirmations and mm-hmm. intentions and, like, goals. Mm-hmm. People writing those down. And yeah. then when you go to the magazine and get the things, you can find visual representations of that rather than just being like, ooh, this is cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want shoes this year. I actually did exactly that. <laughs> I do want new <laughs> shoes this year, and I like this pair. It would look pretty on here. You could just want shoes on there, mm-hmm. but that stuff could come on the board as well as those things that you planned out or figured out that you wanted to right. be on the board. So that was like basically the main idea of the vision board workshop rather than just making a collage. Yeah. You know, it was actually like a thought out mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was really cool. Andrew. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well done. Good job. Thank you. The Homies Bag Ladies podcast also had their live podcast Turn up. at the green space yes. that was fucking amazing it was it was so good yeah it was great they are excellent i don't want to say performers but they do a really good like live, live show. show like i was thoroughly entertained mm-hmm. by like everything they had to say yes. and what they were doing and they were serving so. looks yes they were serving always looks. very adorable yeah. i had a great looks. time yes. i had a great time so too. libations to them and queer walk did a live show at Colgate University. Oh, they did? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. We're out here. We're all over the place. Because we're taking over. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I had to touch my ear like I was in the, the studio. Like, don't get over. 
I like how you're saying it again. Like people could see you this time <laughs> touching your ear. So thank you for That's that. That's what you're doing. You like got to hear the note. Okay. Yeah. So libations <laughs> um, to the squad for like doing an amazing job and right. all things podcasting and building community yes. and fucking showing up as whole ass black beings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And living their best lives. And, um, and not going back and forth with you niggas. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a great way to like wrap up January and Word. start the year. Yes, so it really was. That was exciting. So yeah, yeah. Libations to all of that yes. good shit. Do you want to tell the people how they can donate to this podcast I and why we need and appreciate that definitely shit? Definitely do. Okay. Um, so we ask for donations to help sustain this podcast, to help progress this podcast, and to keep the fucking lights on for this podcast. You can donate by going to our website, tbwithqueenandj.com, slide down on that homepage, and there is where we give you two fucking options. Two. Um, the first option is our PayPal option, and that is where you can come however many times you want and put however much money you want to put in that place no commitment there that is our paypal option and our other option is our patreon option and that is where we're asking for a little more commitment um we're asking for only two dollars a month you can do more two dollars it's like why is she so late i forgot and you could we only asked for two like i said but you could give more or less if you would like that is a, on average 24 dollars a year and yes, that is the way you can donate to Tea with Queen and Jay with the monies. Um, another way that you could donate to Tea with Queen and Jay is by subscribing to this podcast. Whatever application that you are using to listen to Tea with Queen and Jay, press that follow, subscribe, whatever language they use for that. Press it. Share this podcast. Rate this podcast. Review this podcast. Tag this podcast and. Do you listen to podcasts? Do you know black women podcasters? Do you know podcasts? Whatever. Yeah. Tag us in them shits. Tell your friend about it. Write our hashtag on the wall. If you have a T with Queen and J sticker, stick it in a random ass place. These are all ways that you could donate to T with Queen and J without spending the monies. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. We appreciate you for doing that. Um, so I have a few donation libations. Okay. We have a few new patrons, and those patrons are Jill Marie. Thank you so much. Kiara, Alexis. Mm -hmm. Alexis actually left us a note and Alexis says, Hey, Queen and Jay, y'all truly bring black joy to my ears. The unapologetic blackness and sincere care for the well-being of black women is felt and appreciated. I've been a listener for about three months and actively standing on IG. But to be honest, your... Your take on surviving R. Kelly is what convinced me to become a patron. Sorry it took so long. I be busy. No worry. Three months ain't bad. We've had listeners who have listened forever. and have we never have listeners given us who anything. don't give us anything. That's right. Monetarily. Right. And who also never share it. <laughs> <laughs> Those niggas exist too. Yep. So yeah. So thank you for donating whenever you got to it. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You two were the only black podcasters I heard. And I listened to many like Jay. Yes, I am a podcast addict um, that actually acknowledged that acknowledged the young black girls without trivializing their experience and spoke from a place of protecting us and rightly referred to the footage as a rape tape. Libations to Queen for reminding us all to do that shit. As a young black woman navigating very white spaces in Florida, I find myself often fighting for my humanity, my hair, my body, and my right to be mad as fuck. Thank you for being a safe space for black women and LGBTQIA positive. Love ya. 
P.S. Jay, my apologies for referring to you as a lady on the Grapevine post. Grapevine was my intro to you and Queen. Imagine my embarrassment when I find the podcast and heard, quote, I am not a lady. Please don't refer to me as a lady. That is something that I say. I facepalmed. My bad. Never again. The more you know. And then they um, put the little rainbow emoji. Bing, 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 bing. I like that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Alexis. I appreciate you. And I know that lady is a common, like, term that people use and we don't think about how often we genderize one another through some of these terms and like who's comfortable with what type of gender label and all that stuff so yeah so when i read a lot of those grapevine posts i know that people like a lot of people hadn't heard of us before um so i didn't think too much of it but i do appreciate you for um acknowledging that that. yeah Mm -hmm. thank you so much i appreciate you and libations to the grapevine um for you know having us out there and people who have discovered us through the grapevine so like welcome niggas we appreciate you we also got paypal donation Mm -hmm. from shauna hey shauna and shauna says love the show and y'all represent here's my contribution for the year plus one dollar and we got an extra good good yes 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 so those are our um donation libations thank all of you folks and um are you ready to get into the show let's do it So, Jane. Yes. What kind of tea are you drinking? I'm drinking lemon ginger tea. It's delish. What okay. are you drinking? I'm drinking the same thing. What a coincidence. Oh, my goodness. It's oh. like we made it at the same house. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Cool. What are your pronouns? My pronouns are she, her, they, them. What are your pronouns? She and her. All right. Cool. And what are you affirming for yourself this week? I'm affirming, as always, that I'm a bad bitch. I'm affirming that I'm enough. I'm affirming that I'll be self-employed and financial wealthy without trauma mm-hmm. and i affirm that i make some banging ass grits right okay okay mm-hmm. so those are my you do you make them banging when they're spicy and you make them banging when they're not spicy because i did go back to the pot that you had with it before they were not all spicy and i ate those all oh, the regular ones without the shrimp yeah they were delicious mm-hmm. thank you yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. thank mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. thank you for cooking <laughs> okay so jay yes what do you affirm for yourself i affirm that i am not a lady i affirm that i am enough i affirm that i am healthy i am happy i am rich my rent is paid for the year of 2019 and beyond that's right and all of my bills are paid and i know where my next meal is coming from Mm -hmm. and my relationships are joyous and fruitful oh yeah and I affirm that I am going to be open to new types of relationships, to new types of people, and not um, not seek the same comforting yet damaging and harmful abuse abuse uh, that I'm used to. I enjoy this affirmation. Listen to the rivers and the lakes. You're, you're not to, used to yes get out of those waters yes they're bad for stop you stop with them fucking waterfalls yes yeah so i affirmed that shit yes, yes. thank you I enjoyed that. thank you thank you thank you so this week on tv with queen and jay, on TV with queen and jay. 
We had somebody write in about black on black crime. The horror. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. The blacks be killing themselves. Yeah. And each other. Yeah. So this was an interesting Because we don't have any fathers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, none of us have any daddies. None of we us. We just come from, we're pod people. We just come up from the earth. We come from yeah. pods. Yeah. That's I'm, how I'm, black folks are born. created through mitosis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't need fathers. <laughs> do you um do you want to read this you want yeah, me to read it i'll read it okay so this is t-mail we didn't yes. say that this is t-mail um and if you want to send us t-mail you can do that by emailing us at t with queen and j at gmail.com send us a letter ask us a question and yes i will get into this letter hey queen and j last week i saw a post on ig where a famous rapper said we need to stop this black on black crime when one of his young fans died, I thought I'd educate the masses by correcting the rapper saying black on black crime is a myth because it is. I was shocked at how the message was received. People called me crazy, stupid, unaware, slid in my DMs to say I was wrong. It lasted days. I tried my best to explain that if you're murdered, the killer is likely to be someone who looks like you. I explained that black people will kill black people's at about the same rate that white people kill white people's. These folks weren't getting it. I was hoping this could be something discussed on a podcast because a lot of people are perpetuating this incorrect stereotype, and I guess I wasn't doing a good job explaining. Love you both, Dana. So Thank you, Dana. Thanks, Dana, for this. Mm-hmm. Me and Jay have probably talked about this. The, the concept of black on black crime? Like our first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but we thought it was important and interesting to talk about it again because it's obviously people who still think that black on black crime exists, still believes in this, believes in the white supremacist idea that um, black people are innately aggressive and right. killers, and mm-hmm. and that we just do that to each other because that's just how black people are. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know it's not true. Um, but, but according to your post, the masses, <laughs> yeah, still don't know that. So the branding, and when we say that black on black crime is a myth, we're of course talking about the branding of murders committed by black people on other black people as its own unique thing. thing. Like I said, isolated, right? Racial, as thing. if white people don't kill white people as much as black people kill black people, yeah. or any group kills people who look like them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You kill folks who you live close to. You kill the folks you have the most contact with. And we know, especially in America, which is largely seg- segregated, yeah. that people tend to kill people they're close to. So most yeah. likely, if you are white, you're probably living in a neighborhood that's not that diverse, and you're killing other white people. Yeah. If you are a black person, chances are you are killing the people who you live closest to. Yeah. People have, you know, if you think about... um Women are often killed by motherfuckers that they know, which, yeah. which is its own wild statistic. Yes. But there's that. There's and a proximity thing when exactly, it comes to crime. Exactly. That people are not taken into yeah. account. So when we talk about it being a myth, we know that black people kill black people. That's not like, oh, that doesn't exist. No, yeah. people, we kill each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But white people kill each other also yeah. at those same numbers, at those mm-hmm. same rates. And it's not as if there is a like it's an isolated thing or is it something that is innately within black people and it doesn't exist in other humans on the planet and that's usually how black on black crime is right. presented as, as if these crazy 
savages mm-hmm. can't even like not kill each other right that's generally how it's presented mm-hmm. um and it's like now nah. yeah and anything that black folks do is branded in some like negative way mm-hmm. right so there is a concerted effort to market any black activity as something that is negative or abnormal or mm-hmm. something that needs to be squashed because the goal of white supremacist patriarchal capitalism one of the goals is to squash and silence black folks because our presence on this planet um in colonial society is to be of service to whiteness yeah. in some way so if we are not in jails producing um product and and offering free Free labor labor. like we did during slavery times then we don't really matter you know what i'm saying we don't there are enough white poor white folks to you know do jobs and shit they don't need us alive they Mm -hmm. don't care law enforcement's job is to keep us in line is not to keep us safe so keeping us in line sometimes involves killing us involves arresting us at alarming rates and all of the marketing that society does that the government does that the that mainstream media has helped for years to perpetuate is towards the false understanding that black folks are a danger to society yeah. so the that branding of that term black on black crime comes from that yeah like how else can you funnel funnel us into the prison industrial complex if you don't make everyone believe that we cannot control ourselves yeah. That we are, you know, savages. Mm-hmm. We can't control ourselves. And even within ourselves, we are, we don't love each other. Right. And it's like, that's not even, that's not mm-hmm. the case. Like crime happens generally um, in proximity also to poverty yeah. and things like that. That's yeah. generally where crime rates are higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then that's generally where people are prosecuted the hardest. Yep. Um, and generally crimes committed by populations of people of color have to do with based on need mm-hmm. and generally not just like ooh, let's just i feel like killing yeah. <laughs> i yeah. feel like robbing mm-hmm. no it's generally based on need and trying to fill a void that capitalism white supremacist capitalism has created mm-hmm. um yeah so there are there are large black communities where violence is rampant those mm-hmm. things do exist and a part of what the branding of black on black crime does is eliminates the factors that contribute to that violence exactly. eliminates eliminates the information of okay well how did those guns get into those communities yeah. what has that community been robbed of yeah you know what i'm saying yeah, exactly when you talk about like all of the factors that have sucked the community dry to the point that it has had to turn on itself yeah like when you talk about need and stuff like that people Mm -hmm. robbing one another people under stresses that other communities are not under things of that nature or having to uh, or having to work in underground economies because Mm -hmm. i'm in an under-resourced place place that isn't offering me anything like Mm -hmm. suck so dry that i have to make these underground economies and within underground economies crime kind of has to happen Mm -hmm. um that's right just what it is Mm -hmm. but no one wants to talk about that piece, I just yeah. want to talk about some of the results of being dried of resources mm-hmm. and access to um, things like that. Yeah. That was Dana's point when they were referring to the myth of black on black crime in this particular IG post. But then there's also within this letter, I think the culture of Instagram, right? The culture of social media. And I think that some of us forget that social media 
we're all on there playing, right? So yeah. it's, it's people of all different ages, of all different backgrounds, of all different um, information levels on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think that we're going to educate people and it's just a waste of our time and our energy. Yeah, it's, 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 it's labor that I just don't think is worth it mm-hmm. um, a lot of the times. And then it's like... There's so the amount of people, like especially since you commented it on a rapper's um yes. post. The pool of the people. The pool of people is is you you can't you can't even vet the people that are gonna fucking mm-hmm. see what you say and comment on what you say. Like that like when it comes to posts like that, I will I will never comment because I don't even know like what the fuck? I had a friend comment on a post once, you know this friend. He commented on a post, they were talking about black china and um i think her mother had posted something talking bad about her so he was like this gives us some insight as to like some of the decisions that we think some of the poor decisions that we think she makes like Mm. you know like like her mom Mm. like this this gives us some insight as to why some of the why she makes some of these poor decisions that's the gist of it i don't remember verbatim And that's all he said. And people were like coming at him. Mm-hmm. People was going in his DMs, talking about his hairline, like this all kind of <laughs> shit. And he was just like, all I said was like, this just gives us some insight into her life, and kind of let you know, like maybe maybe this is why she makes some of those decisions that we think are poor decisions yeah. that we judge her for. Like kind of like, like look at her mom. <laughs> like mm-hmm. her mom was wilding. So mm-hmm. Apple don't fall far from the tree, that type of thing. Right. And people were going in and mm-hmm. it was like not even it wasn't even something that affects any of us. Mm-hmm. That was that's an isolated singular incident. Yeah. And people were like coming for his head. Mm-hmm. So it was like those kinds of posts I just would never comment on because people just be wanting to talk. People yeah. use use social media just to get popular. They want their comments to become viral. They want somebody to screenshot that shit and be like, ooh, this was funny. And like all of that stuff. So like people don't use social media. All people don't use social media the same way. Right. At all. Right. And that's like a huge instance of that. Some people probably just wanted to troll you. Some people just probably wanted to just argue. Some people use social media in so many different ways to vent to fuck with people to like um maybe they saw i'm i'm assuming that you're a black woman but if i'm wrong then i'm wrong they could have just seen a picture of a black woman and said i'm gonna fuck with this person today it's just so many so many things that could have triggered or made them want to fuck with you Mm -hmm. i don't even care about black lives it was just like Let me, you know. Right. Also, what helps to feed that monster is people don't like being told that systems that they are familiar with don't exist, even if those systems that they're familiar with are harmful to them. Right. So people don't like like you saying something as, quote unquote, extreme as black on black crime is a myth. Doesn't exist. You know, and then also like people not understanding the nuance that you're not saying that niggas don't kill each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People don't. It's a lot of like nuance and critical thinking i have learned in my lifetime is a um a privilege that they're privileged concepts and privileged skills that i believe the american school system has worked not to encourage in people yeah. not to teach in people like being comprehension. yeah right <laughs> like, right like, right you I know remember. how to read good but yes. do you actually understand and yes. interpret what the person yes. wrote I was in special nerd classes with white children where in New York City, 
where we discussed critical thinking and analyzing shit or whatever. And my parents also spent a lot of time telling me, don't believe everything you read. Or yeah. Okay, so they like a part of, you know, just when you teach your kids shit, when y'all are both you're with a kid and you both watch something and you're like oh that's not right or that's weird let me take an opportunity to teach this kid or whatever my parents would see something on the news okay this is obviously propaganda and be like okay so they said a b and c this could mean c d f a d e all this other like shit these are things that everybody is not taught like there are people who just watch something they accept it and they move on or they're comfortable challenging them but in only very specific ways and so when you talk outside of the ideas that everything has said and it sounds like you presented it confidently and and just as fact and not as hey maybe or hey consider that makes people wildly uncomfortable and then also i'm assuming also that you're not a white man a white man didn't say it so it can't be the Hello. truth. It can't be for real. Hello. A white man did not say this shit. Hello. So this is not factual. This Hello. is not actual. This is this is bullshit. Because a white man didn't say this. And a, a lot of times that's what white that's what people need is for mm-hmm. a white man to say this is the thing. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, so that could be it too. Like it probably like mm-hmm. I think a lot of it I'm thinking of myself in social media. And I know that a lot of the responses that I get to things is because they see, um, and like I said, I don't know your gender, but I know for myself, they see a black woman face. Mm -hmm. So whatever this person is saying is bullshit. Then they see like a dark skinned woman's face. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to just say whatever the fuck I want to this person. Like a lot of that has to do with that mm-hmm. or they assume what i'm saying because it's this dark black woman's face that i'm saying it with the attitude mm-hmm. that i'm saying it with this tone yep. that my neck is popping when i'm saying this shit mm-hmm. and i literally am like calm as fuck yeah. i don't even like care to like mm-hmm. go back and forth but because they see this person who looks like me then i must be fucking um i don't know mm-hmm. frailing and like fucking foaming at the mouth yeah. stating these things You're so, an angry black woman yeah yes so yeah. i know that i get those kinds of responses and that's a been, lot just because of my avi and that's avi. been tested on social media before where black women have changed their avis to that of a white man yeah or that of a motherfucking american flag or mm-hmm. some random shit that is associated with white maleness and they have the same shit that they tweeted as with their whole ass black woman avies has been is to- received totally different yep. when their avies that of a white person. Yes. So that's not that's not just like a guesstimation like nope. that has been like tested and yes. proven to be mm-hmm. a thing. Yep. Um, so there's that. There's that also also in spaces that are predominantly black. So if you were on a popular rappers page and it was we know there were white people there but let's let's just pretend that it was a black space there's a hierarchy within that also like are you a black man saying this stuff yes if you are a woman what does your hair look like exactly are you a bad bitch yes yes (laughs) do you have on makeup Uh uh-huh are you light-skinned are you dark-skinned are you wearing a weave are you queened out in some way like erica badu yeah you have fake dreads what is your what's your deal (laughs) you know never forget hashtag never forget erica badu's fake dreads for the 90s (laughs) Yeah, so it could have been all that shit, but I would I would say I, I it doesn't I don't think that it would mean that you're necessarily explaining it 
Um, I think you probably explained it right. Yeah, you probably explained it fine. You just really have to decide what type of labor you're willing to take on. And sometimes when you're in these mixed company spaces, if what I usually do is opt out, like Queen said, I'll opt out. Yeah. If I decide to engage, you never know what kind of idiots you're talking to. So you you may have to if you decide to engage if you if you decide to labor if you are seeking a certain type of response you may have to um amend your words or choose carefully the way in which you introduce a new idea if you decide to engage Mm -hmm. if that's something that you want to do if you want an angry 14 year old who has been taught to hate black women if you want them to be open to what you have to say then you may (laughs) want to adjust your words yeah if you feel like it and then also i think kind of know your audience like you were and I think you do whatever you want. And I'm not saying you should not have posted. You could do whatever the fuck you want. And I don't think that you were in the wrong for wanting to spread the idea. But you were on a post where a rapper was like, damn, black on black crime. So the black on black crime, people who believe in black on black crime are going to be all up and through that Factual. All up and through that shit. Similarly. Co-signing that shit. Mm -hmm. So I... I understand seeing your people and being like, nah, you know, I want to like whatever. Um, but just be conscious of, I guess, the amount of people in that room who are just going to disagree. Like, not even think about what you say, but just just mm-hmm. going to disagree because that's just what I'm going to do. Yeah, the home team is... The the home team of whatever post that was are the ideas of the person that you have, that you were commenting on. Exactly. The, the ideas of the person whose posts you were commenting on because it's their followers who's there. Yes. And that's the home team. That's mm-hmm. the that's the base. Yeah. So if your ideas um contradict that in some way, like that's that's the what the tone could be of the responses. Yeah. So, so yeah, expect that mm-hmm. generally. Yeah. Okay. So enough of black on black crime. The brand doesn't TM. Ex- yes, doesn't um, exist. So Black Enterprise, a while back, they had a for anybody who uh, is new to this earth. Black Enterprise <laughs> is uh, do they they still do hard print hard magazines? Right. I'm not sure. I just know that in my house it was an Essence and it was a Black Enterprise. Okay. Um, I don't know who had the Black Enterprise subscription. Interesting. But it was in my house. We got Black Enterprise time. also, and I used to avoid it like the plague. I, I used like, to look at it because I've always was into like entrepreneurship and business and uh-huh. shit like that. But it was not for me, and I don't know why I was looking at that magazine because mm. I didn't understand anything. Right. <laughs> I, I was never into entrepreneurship or any of those things, and neither was anyone in my house. So I was like, I don't know why this is here, but probably because it has black in the front. Um, but yeah, we got yeah, we got Black Enterprise, Essence, Ebony, and we got Jet Magazine. Jet Magazine was bathroom reading. Those would be in the bathroom all the time, mm-hmm. which is why you should wash your hands always. Anyway. Wash your phone. Wash your phone nowadays, days. yo. Wash yeah. your fucking mm. filthy fucking phone. It's disgusting. Alcohol that shit down Take every it out day. That case yes. And wash that yes. shit. Oh, gosh. Ooh. And wash the case. Yes. And yes. wash your fucking hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Black Enterprise, I think, still has print magazines, but also they are online. 
and it is like you said um entrepreneurship business and all that shit that's supposed to be um centering black people and our interests and shit and how to navigate white supremacist patriarchal uh capitalist society Mm -hmm. so black enterprise did an article on their site a while back about i think it was called like fucking nine things that white people say or like nine things that white people need to stop saying at work or some Mm -hmm. shit like that and then someone sent us a letter i don't keep up with black enterprise but somebody sent us a letter i I wasn't even sure that anyone does (laughs) but obviously people do but i'm so not tapped into that that i you know what i mean right at this point i consume a lot of media from my social media yes yes well uh this is interesting because this goes back to your social media point from earlier so the subject of this this t-mail was black enterprise giving white people the platform and they say hi i'm just scrolling in linkedin see Mm -hmm. this is someone who uses linkedin a lot of people use it yeah look at that i'm just not one of those people right a lot of people use it and it'd be articles and information and shit in there um so i'm just scrolling in linkedin and i see this article by black enterprise magazine and i wanted us to discuss workplace and white tears thank you producer uh i work in corporate america and i listen to y'all daily to get through this capitalism world hey all right awesome um and so then they send us this link that i clicked on but i only read one or two things yeah and it's called 16 things that black people say that annoy white people Wait, what? Yes. So that's the this is the article that is on the Black Enterprise website. And so I read two of those things just to get the gist of like what's happening here. Uh-huh. And then I opted out because I'm a grown ass black woman and my life is too short and time is too short and I have to drink tea and and have sex and enjoy myself and not read stuff like this. So some PR professional on their Facebook decided to uh in response to the shit that um white folks need to stop saying this black person it seems took it upon themselves on their facebook to take a poll of what are the things that black people say that annoy white people at work which i get it like people do stuff like that on their social media if they still have white friends they do stuff like that i guess that's interesting to some folks i don't know her i can't relate yeah i think what is more irritating to me is that black enterprise printed this yeah like this this list of 16 things that black folks say that annoying white people the reason why this is irritating to me is because i feel like white folks have so much space the world is their space articles are written about them everything is directed everything centers them and their experience and how they navigate the world and how they feel and what they're happy about and what they're sad about and what they love and all this stuff so to take a whole article out an article of time out in black enterprise magazine on the things that annoy white folks or make them sad or whatever it just feels stupid yes that and like we are we're centering white folks in this black space even if it's for this one article why are we doing this why are we doing this and honestly why the fuck do i care why what annoys white people like why right why do i need to know this yeah where i've already lived in a space in a world where i have to fucking navigate their shit why do i now have to think about navigating their annoyances i don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. why should i give a fuck i feel like a part of this um 
goes back to I think what some of Black Enterprises' goal is sometimes. Because even even in like certain Essence magazine articles, a lot of like stuff that has to do with empowering Black business owners or entrepreneurs or quote unquote like upwardly mobile like yeah. Black people has mm-hmm. to do with how to play the game of mm-hmm. whiteness and how to like navigate whiteness in a way that makes white people want to keep you around yeah. and and <laughs> the promote pick-me's, you or the pick-me's, whatever basically yes the pick me's of like whiteness yeah you know what i'm saying and i feel like this falls into that vein because if you think about like i think it's less now it's still very much a thing now but i think a lot of the goals for like the elders was okay when it comes to work and academia and shit was how do i blend in how do i not make white people uncomfortable or unhappy with me how do i be and i think there are different levels to that i think there's like like total coon shit Mm -hmm. i think there's like just kind of blending in and not like stirring the pot or whatever it's all different levels to like what that could mean but i think for a lot of our um elders the goal was like don't mix it up at work you know what i'm saying don't shake it up yeah don't shake it up and i think that that's that appears in a lot of literature surrounding like black success Mm -hmm. within white industries or within white like corporations and shit like that and i think a part of what takes it to the next level sometimes is that how to play the game shit how to do things with white people how to do the things that white people like and so an article like this even though we're using all of the modern shit we're using you know quote unquote we're using facebook and taking polls and seeing what how people feel and now we're posting it on blackenterprise.com and shit it's just it's old it's dry it's old and it's dry and there are better things to do with your time it's weird to me and i guess black enterprises team is probably still old motherfuckers maybe cuz how do you do this and think this is a good idea i feel like at this point if you're in media you should have people tapped into the way that you can kind of gauge what a lot of blackness is talking about is via social media mm-hmm. right so if you're engaged in social media you will know that i would assume that you will know to maybe if you do this list you talk about why each thing is bullshit or like yes. some shit like that. Yes. Not just list the shit and be like, okay, bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah. list the shit and then like tell them all the ways in which they got you fucked up. Mm-hmm. That's how you're supposed to do it. Yeah. Like, and, and and how in a workspace that's irrelevant or, or how that thinking could negatively affect the black people and the POC on your team yeah. and perhaps how to navigate that shit as a black person. Yes. You know what That's I'm how you do that article. Like who the fuck is the editor? Yeah. The title of this article is 16 things black people say or do that annoy white people at work. And then in parentheses, it says end in general. You mean like exist? That's the thing like, too. Be there about a lot of journalism to me. Um, since we've gotten more into like the online magazine space, is that they're fucking lazy. Like you literally just copy and pasted the list and wrote two, a paragraph on the top of the list and a paragraph on the bottom. Like this is also a symptom of that, and not really like having a thought 
um, about what you're putting in. Like, there's no thought in this. It's just, ooh, this list is interesting. We need to make an article about something. Let's post the list. And then there's one paragraph on the top saying how we got the list. And on the bottom saying, whoa, this is this is interesting. What do you think? Yes. You know, like, yes. this is this is, this is is basically a fucking Facebook post. This one, is not a fucking article. Is. It's not an article. One of the items on this list of things that white people are annoyed by black people about is poor grammar. So poor grammar is on this list. And then this article closes with that little paragraph that you talked about. The person who put this controversial Facebook question, they're calling it or whatever, on their page said, it took almost two days to manage 206 comments, shares, direct messages, and personal texts that she received when she wanted to find out what annoys white folks about black first of all we know they are generally annoyed by our existence this is not like a, it doesn't take anything yeah this is this is this is very basic and then she goes on to say exercise that muscle to help you understand that regardless of how you identify we are all a part of the human race once we understand that we will better understand each other and what comes with And with that comes grace, respect, and total acceptance. I'm trying to understand how do you end in that when one of the common things on the list is poor grammar as something that annoys white people about black people. As if poor grammar can't just happen to 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 anybody. anybody. Poor grammar can happen to anybody. Also, fuck this language. But poor grammar can happen to anyone. And this is something that annoys white people about black people, but that also was worth printing. Yeah. Out of the 206, like, if you think about it, like, that's the thing, too. Like, these are the ones they chose. So she said in the comment it was, like, 206, and she got direct messages, and she got this, and she got that. And it's, like, it makes me want to think what made them choose these. Mm -hmm. Like, were these the nice things? Mm -hmm. Were these the things that weren't as um, triggering? Probably things that were reoccurring also, I Mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's true. But it's really... This is bullshit and lazy. Um, this is what happens when you fucking have publications firing whole journalistic teams and shit yeah. like that. And you basically just... Because if you look at this article, there isn't even an author for this article. Because this whole thing is a copy and paste thing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not journalism. Yeah. This is a Facebook post. Right. Like, it's just a Facebook post yeah. on a page so they can get clicks. Mm-hmm. This shit is garbage. It's garbage. And I, I don't... There's also, I think, a way... Here's the other thing. If you had actual journalist, journalists in the building, right, and put somebody on this, you could do an article about that fucking Facebook post and how controversial it was and explore some of the nuances of why and why this is ridiculous and why her statement of, at but the end of the what? day, we're all human beings. But Meanwhile, it's mad racist stuff on this but list. guess what? What? You have to pay somebody to do that. Yeah. No. You gotta pay somebody for that research. Mm-hmm. You gotta pay someone to write it. You gotta pay someone to edit it. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to do that. Yeah. This 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 is so much ridiculous. Oh, again with the speaking. Speaking as if they are uneducated, not accents, but refusing to speak correctly. It's wild inflammatory shit on this list. Yeah, they're coming for me because that's one me. of them is like, I'll oh, they jump to fighting immediately on the playground instead of trying to solve things like this is why black enterprise why 
Why? These aren't even. This is not even like a fun and quirky like. This is not even list. enterprising. <laughs> like, yeah, it's not. Like, Let's get off this. I'm off this. This is, this is stupid. All right. Mm, Want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. Yeah. Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. Do you know what this year is? What every year is all about? Yeah, but like giving black women year. your money. Yes, so give okay. black women your money. Hashtag pay black women, okay, yo. Okay, okay. So, so how do they give black women their money? Well, they can start by giving us their money. Oh yes, yes. We do this dope ass women is race nerd podcast every motherfucking every week. week. Sometimes and, twice um, a week. Yeah, yo. <laughs> and we could use your loving motherfucking donations. Um, we definitely can. Absolutely. So how can you do that? You can go to our website, tvthqueenandj.com. Hit that donate tab. Mm-hmm. We have two options there. So two! Can, two! You become a patron or you can just donate through PayPal. Yep. You choose. We mm-hmm. give you a choice That's right. on how you give us money. That's right. If you want to donate via Patreon, we're asking all of our listeners to break us off $2 a month. That's $24 a year. And if everybody who listens does that shit, we will have everything that we need to do everything we want to do for this podcast. Everything. And if you love us so much that you want to break us off a one-time donation, a multiple-time donation, or if you don't like the the once-a-month kind of system, you can go to our PayPal and give us any amount of money. We will take that shit. We will love that shit. We will appreciate that we shit. We will use that shit. That's right. So once again, teawithqueenandj.com. Hit the donate tab and choose your donation method of choice. Oh my God, we're going to get money. Again! <laughs> All the time. Yes. And we're black. All the time. That's right. Let's get into something light and cute. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know, actually. Sorry. <laughs> let's, let's get into a moment in black hair. Okay. Oh, we haven't done one of these in a while. Yes. Do you want to tell the people what a moment in black hair is? So a moment in black hair is a segment where Jay and I talk about um, black hair. Black hair is political. Black hair is also something that we hold dear to our hearts, that we love. Um, so sometimes stories are great. Sometimes stories are not so great because, like I said at the open, black hair is political, even if it doesn't want to be. All it does, all it wants to do is be fucking proteins, yep. peptide bonds that grow out of your head. <laughs> but no. This bitch said peptide no. bonds. Science ass bitch. But no. It can't be. Because white supremacy. So, okay. Yeah. All right, so this week's moment in black hair is actually Chloe and Hallie. That's their names, right? Yes. Okay, Chloe and Hallie. <laughs> they be doing right. that. They do. They're really, they're amazing. They be bad harmonizing. Chloe and Hallie are singers, songwriters, and performers. Um, Actors. Actors, they are entertainers, they're twins, they're adorable, mm. they're black, yes. they're beautiful. And they have um, dreads that go down their back mm-hmm. or locks. Some people prefer that term. Yeah. And they're fucking gorgeous. Yeah. And I wanted to take time out to acknowledge Chloe and Hallie as an ongoing moment in black hair. Mm-hmm. They recently um, performed at the Super Bowl. Yeah. They opened and they sang America, America the Beautiful. Oh, that's what that song Yes, is? I saw it. We did not watch it to the Super Bowl. Um, are you not fucking with the Super Bowl? Um, I don't. I wasn't boycotting NFL, if that's uh, what you're asking. But I didn't really care about this Super Bowl because I watch the Super Bowl for the halftime show usually, and I didn't want to see Maroon Five. If it was something you, if it were people that you were fucking with, though, you would have turned it on and watched it. I 
This time I wasn't up because I needed to take a nap today. <laughs> totally. She knows it's not the question that I'm asking. And that's unnecessary um, information. I don't know. I'm not a person who has to watch the Super Bowl. I can miss it. Um, some years I watch it. Some years I don't. It's not really like a mandated thing mm-hmm. that I watch. So basically, I guess what I'm... So you would not have not watched it because of the Super Bowl boycotts. You, yes. If it was like... If Missy was performing, you would just turn yeah. it on and watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Got it. Missy. Okay. I'm not a... um, Like, I don't need to watch the Super Bowl. Um, I, If someone invited me to a party and there was going to be food and shit, uh, I might go. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. That, but... Yeah. Yeah, that's something that I would do traditionally if I was invited to do that. Um, but I'm not into the game. I would just be there eating snacks and talking shit in the kitchen mm-hmm. and drinking. But I think this year, if somebody invited me, I don't think that I would do a Super Bowl party. Mm-hmm. So I haven't. It's been as uh, Rod and Karen on the Black Guy Who Tips calls a focot for me. I'm focotting because I don't really fuck Everybody's with it anyway. Folk-hotting. Yeah, I don't really fuck with the NFL. Like you don't watch and all that anyway. But I wasn't. I wasn't gonna like. if missy was performing i wouldn't turn it on i would like catch it later on and watch it later on because i'm not giving the nfl my attention or whatever if i watch it on someone else's youtube that's not the nfl's youtube what are you saying like they they at this point the way because social since tv has changed okay it's still like accounts for like the amount of people that get that look at something produced by the nfl i see what you're saying so that doesn't mm. matter well that's what i would do anyway that's, <laughs> and that's, that's why it's a fork it doesn't cop. matter because you're not gonna take my joy away and i am gonna watch <laughs> the replay of missy or whatever amazing person like this i watched chloe and hallie on their instagram mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna stop doing shit like that mm-hmm. so there's that but anyhow they performed Hey, that's what i called it <laughs> they performed they sound beautiful they looked fucking amazing mm-hmm. and there were two black girls singing america the beautiful with locks down their back yeah. at the super bowl and it did not go unnoticed because they got mad hatred and people updated their wiki page several times with um they performed america the beautiful at the super bowl and did a terrible job and i hated it and this like this was an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. there are folks on twitter talking about oh chloe and harry halley are terrible this sounds terrible these are you know white haters of course course. um white supremacists of course so if you could listen to those women sing that song they have beautiful voices they're talented if you could look at them and hear that and you claim to love america so much and you don't like fuck with that like you're a fucking racist. You're a racist, and it's like you're a demogorgon. Black people aren't Americans, um, right? That's, that's how they see it. Black women. Black Colin people been trying yeah. to tell y'all. Black people are not Americans. How if you're gonna sing our American song, and I'm saying this in the voice of a white person, right. if you're gonna sing our American song, you're saying it the unseasoned whack mm-hmm. american way right. you look like us you think like us you talk like us if mm-hmm. you're not doing that then it's trash yeah because you're not an american um that's like just yeah. what that is yeah but when christina aguilera sings it like a goat then it's okay i don't know if she ever sang that song i just wanted to <laughs> say something bad about white people who sing that's not america even the stuff. song that's the popular one mm-hmm. oh gladys knight sung sung the other song What's the other one? The National Anthem. Yes. Gladys Knight sang the National Anthem. I didn't watch that. I'm good on that. 
Yeah, but we all know I only know that song because Whitney Houston sang it that one time. It's but, her song. Yeah. She like, wrote it. What the fuck? America no, was invented it, when she sang it. Hello. Just <laughs> like, like Mariah Carey owns Christmas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, hey. Exactly. Recognize. But the Chloe and them didn't even sing the song last the Chloe pop. and Hallie. Oh. <laughs> what did I <laughs> say? Chloe and them. Oh. <laughs> we are not about to reduce one of those twins oh, to them. Chloe and Hallie didn't even sing the song that's like the song. Right. And y'all are like talking shit. Y'all don't even fucking know the words to that fucking song. No, absolutely y'all not. Y'all know the words to that absolutely shit. Absolutely not. Not one bar, not one lyric, not, none mm-hmm. of that. Like, mm-hmm. people are dumb. Yeah, they're garbage. So I wanted to make sure I highlighted their fucking black ass beauty in light of their black ass hair. All the, their black ass hair in light of all of the fucking hateration that they received. But they also received a and lot of love. And the dancery. Yeah, they received a lot of love as well. I'm sure they did. They, they, um, their voices are fucking angelic like how do you not enjoy that you can't they're not like enjoy it. the harmonizing queens mm-hmm. i mean queen not as in that erica badu shit or as in your name yeah i mean it as in or the borough they got that they do yeah. that shit yeah they're yeah. dope. I like yeah. them. So um yeah, libations to them, and that is our moment in black hair for today. Thanks, Jay. I yeah. like that. So good no problem. My boo recommended that. I kind of have a boo now. It's a whole thing. My boo recommended the news. That's not Oh my story. goodness, yo. The boo shout episode. out to boos. Oh, All right, shout out. One point for black men. <laughs> so I guess I'll get into news that's not news. Okay, cool. In a world where Don Lemon is considered a respectable news anchor. In a world where people respect Don Lemon. Queen and Jay bring you news that's not news. News that should be news, but it ain't news. Because mainstream media wants to feed you the same three stories about transracialism in three different ways. With a special segment by Don Lemon. So here's news that's not news. So Jay, do you want to tell our listeners what is the news that is not news segment? So Jay, do you want to? Yeah, I do. News that's not news is when we highlight a news story that either mainstream media has not been discussing and we find it to be important to us in our community or a story they have been discussing, but we don't like how they've been talking about that shit or Keep our name out your mouth. That's right. Or some shit that we just need to highlight how we're doing some shit. Yes. So today's news that's not news story is presented by the boo. Nah, I'm just joking. Huh. Um, was actually from the NPR podcast Weekend Edition. Um, I have the link in the show notes. I have a link of the transcript in the show notes. Okay. So last week, we all know that the world was, for the Midwest and for the East Coast, a fucking tundra. Mm-hmm. It was cold as fuck. Somebody described it as Hoth. What does that mean? That's a Star Wars reference. It's oh. like the Ice City in Star Wars. It's a town. Oh. Okay, sorry. Okay. Oh, okay. Sorry. I'm not Waka Flocka meme. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so last week it was reported that the Midwest was colder than Antarctica, which is bananas. Yeah. As it's bananas. Say, as Ashanti would say. Um, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> That was a good one, girl. All right. (laughs) Woo! Okay, so 
So in Chicago, Chicago is a city in the Midwest. Um, they had temperatures that were below 20 degrees, which is, I don't, mm-hmm. what, how, yeah. what, I don't understand. Um, there was videos. Have you seen the videos of people like throwing like boiling water in the air and then it like freezes? No. Yes, that's that was doing that. They were doing that a lot in the Midwest. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was. That's a fun game if you gotta play one. Um, I wouldn't even want to go outside to play it though. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. That's fucking cold. Oh, okay. So a black woman by the name of Candace Payne was worried about the scores of people who usually make a kind of camp in tents along um, Roosevelt Road next to Dan Ryan Expressway. That's a place in Chicago. And she decided to do something about it. So she got her American Express card and rented out 20 hotel rooms for the homeless people who generally make their tents there to be in. She posted a post on her Facebook say that she was doing this the reason why she posted the post is because her husband was like yes this is a great idea but like how are we going to transport the people to to the hotel um so she did she posted it on her facebook to say if anyone has a van or something to help me get these people to the hotel to the hotel um that'd be great i'm renting out 20 rooms and this and this and that so when she did that people started donating Mm. um and she was able to get 59 rooms for four nights um, for people to be in while wow. it was freezing fucking cold. And people are still trying to donate to kind of make those days longer for those people who are in those hotels. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So cool. this was fucking amazing. It was a great idea. She said that she was laying in bed, about to watch some TV and have a glorious day. And then that's when she just started thinking, like, yo, mm-hmm. where are these people going to be? Yeah. How are they going to be outside in this weather mm-hmm. um and then she just told her husband and he was like bet which i think is dope that she told her husband this and her husband also was like all right bet so how are we gonna do this mm-hmm. which is get you a nigga that could do both yes you i don't know? know what the other thing is i don't know what the other thing is but like love you he just supported that idea support he could have just been idea. like babe we don't got the money for that mm-hmm. or uh any tell me how it goes yeah uh-huh. you know like huh what no nah? right you know um so i thought that was really dope and amazing kwanzaa as fuck and yeah just dope i i think libations to candace yeah definitely that's dope it made me wonder though does chicago not pick up because in, in new york city they have vans that'll go around and do that like in the city like when we have extreme cold temperatures mm-hmm. they'll have vans that will go around and like pick up homeless folks mm-hmm. And take them to like a warm, you know, so they're not outside, like to a well, shelter. Well, I don't know. Kind. New York is very different with our homeless. Like we have a very large homeless problem, but we try to, I think, try to like hide it. Yeah, we hide it way better than other cities, mm-hmm. and I think it's because of our tourism. Mm-hmm. Um, because anytime we go to another city, like we'll, it's more tented towns and things like yeah. that. Stuff I used to see when I was a kid. Mm-hmm with homeless people here in New York that I don't see anymore, but I know they say all the time that homelessness rises in New York city. But for some reason we don't, it's not as visible in these other, like it's not as visible. And when, when I go to other cities, I see it yeah. versus here. It's like, we, we have a strategic, strategic systematic way to like hide it yeah. and make it not seem so like we have a fucking yeah, problem. Yeah, and we don't really um allow, let me stop saying we, but New York doesn't allow like the tent city situation. Yeah, we don't if allow that live, anymore. Yeah, if you live in the outer boroughs or like a, um, if you live in the outer boroughs, it might be a man living in a tent on in a certain little area, mm-hmm. like one person, you know what I'm saying? But like a whole tent town or city, yeah, like you don't that's have that not. Anymore. Like when I was a yeah. kid, they used to like, 
the FDR Drive mm-hmm. used to have. It's all they. I'm not gonna say that it was. I don't know if I should say cleared, cleaned up, cleared. cleared thank mm-hmm. you. When I was a kid, I remember the FDR whole FDR Drive used to just be tent city mm-hmm. by the the water. Yeah. And then Giuliani became mayor, and they started fucking with them people mm-hmm. because they wanted to make it so that it could be like cute waterfront. You could mm-hmm. jog there and you know, like all of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um. But I remember being a kid and it would be tent cities yeah. in New York City. And then after Giuliani, it was like, nah, because that, that's the turn of trying to make New York like more touristy. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of times people blame a lot of crime on vagabond kind of people mm-hmm. or homeless people. So I remember tent cities. Now I don't I don't see that at yeah. all. Like I don't like when you said the one person, I don't even really see that. Like the most I see is them going underground onto the subways, mm-hmm. um, especially when there's cold weather. Um, but, yeah, I don't really see tented people or tent cities or tent anything in New York yeah. City. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Well, libations to Payne, libations to Candace Payne. Yes, that this was a really dope. great idea. Yeah. Chicago can't just pick up their homeless? Do you have, you, you know about Chicago? Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's get into pay black women. Give me your fucking money. All right, so play black women. Jay, do you want to say what our pay black women segment is? Why we do this? Why we here? So pay black women is a segment that we have to highlight black women owned businesses or initiatives, black women and indigenous women owned businesses and initiatives. That's it. I don't know why I said that. Like I was going to say other things, but (laughs) (laughs) the point of the segment is to highlight girls. Yes. It's mad early in the morning is to highlight black and indigenous women owned businesses and initiatives and make sure that we are getting money to those businesses and those people. Mm -hmm. We know that there are folks who would like to, patronize black women owned businesses but a lot of people say they don't know where they are what they are so that's why we do this if you want to submit a pay black woman you can an entry for pay black women you can send us t-mail at tvqueenandj at gmail.com and it can be a black or indigenous woman who owns a business runs a company it could be a, a shop of some some sort it could be somebody who's raising money for something it could be a nonprofit organization it could be your aunt karen who needs money for surgery mm-hmm. it could be yep. so- somebody you know who needs groceries and all kinds of surgery okay yeah she could, she anything could, if she wants breast booty it's cool we got you cool so, that's right so be sure to send us your pay black women entries again this is for black women and indigenous women please send us those entries and we include indigenous women because we're just here on their land and nobody cares and nobody um they uh have tried done their best they the man has done their best to wipe them from the face of the earth and we're not having that here so send us your entries please for black and indigenous women Mm -hmm. so this week's pay black women is a company called the honeypot um, they are the first complete feminine care system that cleanses, protects, and balances your vagina. Um, it's powered by um, herbs and stuff. The way I came across this company, actually it was in Target. I didn't even know it was owned by a black person. Oh, words. A black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, what's this? Um, I don't use pads and tampons anymore, but I know that they have vaginal sprays mm-hmm. um, and things. Cleansing. 
okay. cleansing stuff for vaginas or whatever like that. It's created by a black woman by the name of... I'm going to say um, Bea or B, Felu Espada. And forgive us if we're I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. Yes, I we apologize for that. Yeah, what I like is that they make a point to say... Made by humans with vaginas for people with vaginas. Um, mm. I, you know, we say all the time that language is very important. Um, so that has a lot of inclus- inclusivity. inclusivity within the language, which mm-hmm. is important. Because we know not only women have vaginas. Exactly. Right. Um, her stuff is 100% Somebody right natural. now is going, what? <laughs> 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 no, someone's brain just exploded. Uh, just okay. Um, the product is 100% natural. And the reason she started making a product, um, and I like that she also had this on her website as well, because mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of stigmatization with vagina and vagina smells and what yes. vaginas do. Uh, so she said she created this because she had bacterial vaginosis for months and nothing mm. Nothing was working, nothing was helping. So she started, you know, tapping into herbs and natural stuff or whatever. For anybody who doesn't know bacterial vaginosis, and this is my layman's um, explanation of it, but it is a bacteria in the vagina that comes from your pH balance Mm -hmm, being a little off. off, Right. And it can cause a, um, the most bothersome of the symptoms is like a fishy odor Mm -hmm. and it can be quite strong so if you're like on the train and you smell like you smell fish and Mm -hmm. it smells like somebody's vagina like that's not a standard vagina smell that's like an off balance that's a ph off balance Mm -hmm. that's a bacteria or some situation that's happening and some people get them like rather frequently because yeah. so many things can throw your P- pH off. Mm-hmm. It could be a new sex partner. Yeah. It could be um the soap. It could be the soap. That it could be using. the it could be the tampons you use. Yes, it could, it's, it's it's a lot of different yeah. things. So I think one of the good things about um this product is that it's all natural and it's not a bunch of stuff because a lot of people especially back in the day when nobody was talking about vaginas it was just yeah. like use uh what is what is that shit that summer's stuff? eve shit oh, or okay. douche or all these stuff to kind of like let's just get rid of whatever this odor and is and you're getting rid of, of everything yes and you need you those have, things exactly you need the good bacteria yeah, in your vagina, vagina to like keep everything uh, you know you know how vagina be together. killing sperm too Word? Yeah, like, yeah, because it's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> really? Yes. That's why men have to produce so much sperm in order to fertilize oh. the egg. Because even our vagina be like, what? Uh-uh. Nah, what, yeah. what, who? So who sent you? Who kill. sent you? I like that. What the fuck? Yeah, but you know, they like to act like vaginas are just dormant and just sitting there and not doing shit. Nah, we're out here. We'd be under attack. What the fuck? the fuck is this? Take that, take that. Yeah. Okay, all right, go on. Um... So I, I really enjoyed that that is on her site. And she's mm-hmm. speaking of her experience. I think it's important right. for us to talk about vaginas more in that way to show that this stuff is common. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had bacterial vaginosis before. Yeah. And like now that I, as a woman, and I know this, I know that I've been around other women who had it, but yes. they didn't even know to maybe seek attention or whatever they just thought like pussies be stinking yeah you know which mm-hmm. is a problem like so I, fish in particular yes that's exactly that's one of the things um, yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it was like important. i feel like that comes from like colonizer europe where everyone had bv in their mouth and they were <laughs> <laughs> oh colonizers oh god 
Yeah. Oh, colonizers. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I appreciate the fact that this is a black woman creating products for us, but then also making sure that she is using language and experience that um, is very relatable mm-hmm. and kind of, and, and not kind of, and is informative. Yeah. You know, um, so yes, check out the honeypot. Um, their website is thehoneypot.co, and they, like I said, they also sell in Target. So if you um, don't want to order or you want to, like, some people have to see and feel mm-hmm. the product, yeah. it's also sold in Target. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if they're sold in other places, oh, what you call it? Sell, sells it. The Sable Collective sells nice. the honeypot product. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure they might have a list on their website as well of other retailers that sell the honeypot mm-hmm. um, thing. Dope. Products dope, and stuff. Dope, dope, dope. I yes. love talking about bacterial vaginosis because nobody cares about it. Nobody. Um, and it's very, very common. Yeah. So other things that you can do. Um, so not washing with like harsh ass soap. Your vagina is self-cleaning. You don't need fucking... You have to put the soap in the... Don't ever do that shit. Don't you ever. Don't you ever. What? <laughs> what that, sorry. Doing? Sorry. I wasn't going to announce that at all. Don't you ever put soap in your tune-tune. <laughs> don't ever do that and shit. Like, yeah, no. Your vagina it? is self-cleaning. You don't need to do that. Um, But whatever you use on the outside, the vulva mm-hmm. and... The whatever the majora the menorah i'm not a doctor i'm about to say i kind okay. of to use the word all that shit whatever you put on there it should not be a bar of fucking dove okay <laughs> do not put that shit on your vagina it should be more delicate i know people who like they just rinse that shit off yeah. you know what i'm your saying skin is even different there yeah like calm down relax yeah. that yeah. shit condoms if you find a condom that i i did used to get bacterial vaginosis and when i would like switch condoms mm-hmm. sometimes that would happen that's the thing for me too that's mm-hmm. why i for the most part just have my own condoms yes yes because carry the ones that are most comfortable for your yeah. vagina and then you have them when you are with a new partner or who or you're in like a strange place and you don't know what kind of condoms they have or yeah, what the deal is like yeah. carry your own condoms mm-hmm. cotton underwear mm-hmm. is good letting your vagina breathe when you get home, maybe just yeah. take take your fucking yeah, underwear off, no air out. Yeah, sleep with no panties. Yeah, That's a good I thing. What else? Anything else? That's all I got. And don't be washing all excessively. Yes, shower. You do not take like three fucking showers a day and shit. There's <laughs> people out here. Don't take baths every day. Like yes, <laughs> do not bathe every day. Yeah, do not soak and sit in a tub every day. Nah, don't do that. Chill. Don't chill. All right, yeah. vagina health. Yes. We're here for it. Yep, honeypot.co. Okay, are you ready to throw somebody in the motherfucking pit? I was, bo- girl. Yes, I am. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm so ready, I can't speak. Okay. Cool. Oh, God. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open some fucking windows. The new triple X has got to be more dangerous, deadlier, more attitude. Who the fuck is this asshole? Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. Do you want to tell people what the pit is? Yeah, so the pit is the opposite of libations. The pit are people, places, and things that are trying to steal our black joy. And that's a problem for us over here on these parts. Um, So we have to address it, and we do that Mm -hmm. in the fucking pit. Yes. So. So. I wanted to take a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, to address what I'm noticing is an epidemic. And it's, it's rampant. It's rampant. It's spreading. Um, and f- I find that... It's, it's like more common than... 
bacterial vaginosis. It is. And like, how even is that possible? Europe was running around with that shit in their mouth. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Oh, Europe. I have noticed Mm -hmm. as a podcaster in particular, right? So as a podcaster... We have guests on our show on occasion, even though we're not interview based. No. Um, we know a lot of other podcasts have guests and we make it our business as podcasters or we try to we try to do what we do for our listener. When we have guests, we try to make sure they know who they are and yeah. why the fuck they're there and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. I feel like there is this epidemic where like people assume that everyone knows who they are. Yeah. Like a guest will come on a podcast and they'll start talking as if they we're mid conversation. We don't know who they are. We don't know what they do. We don't know why they're there. And it's because I th- I'm the assumption is that they are there. Like okay, so I'm a one on one. Everybody is somebody. Blah 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 blah. That is not is what we're saying. Yeah, if you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you got to wake up and pay attention. Yes, we know, right? Okay. But. It seems as though people are coming to be guests on podcasts, to be guests on these things. Because on, on any any media any outlet media or space, content space. With the assumption that the interviewees inviting them because they're a fan. Mm-hmm. That's not usually what's happening. Right. The people are inviting you because... Maybe they enjoy your work mm-hmm. and they want to share your work with their listeners. Mm-hmm. So to assume that like you're there because you're a star and you're popping and presented in that way as if everyone just fucking knows your work and knows who you are is annoying for me as a listener to hear because I partake in lots of media things. And it's fucking like, get over yourself. Yeah. Like, please, could y'all stop doing that? Mm-hmm. Um Usually when you're doing these interviews or on these press junkets is because you want new people or different people to know what you're working on. Mm-hmm. So why assume that they know your shit? Like you're not Beyonce yeah. or Oprah. Like those are the only people that I feel like black women that I feel like that I'm going to interview. Well, I don't think I have to say, so Oprah, mm-hmm. what is your origin story? How did you get started? You know, who are you? Right. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like those questions, I think, and also too, I'm, thinking of the interviewees those are questions that are still questions you should ask right don't assume that your listener knows who this person is mm-hmm. you may know who they are you may know their work when you're inviting them on mm-hmm. but like remember those questions too but stop coming on people's fucking shows assuming that you the shit and people know who the fuck you are because we fucking don't yeah and that's not that's like we said that's not limited to podcasting like sometimes we will reach out to people and because we talk to everyone with a certain level of like respect Mm -hmm. sometimes if you're dealing with somebody who is not used to being spoken to with kindness and respect sometimes it seems like people feel like you are um being kind to them or interested in their work because they are superior to others in Mm -hmm. some weird way As opposed to, hey, I'm intrigued by what you do. Come and work with us. Hey, I like what you're doing. We would love to talk to you more about it and get to know more about what you're doing or to offer a platform for you to share with our listeners more about yourself and what you do. And I find that 
there's so many people who undervalue themselves that when they're treated with a certain level, when they're spoken to with a certain level of like honor and respect and dignity, it's like, oh, I must have arrived to wherever the hell that is. I don't know what that is or what that means or whatever. I must have arrived. And so now I am here and everyone knows me. And so there's no need for further explanation because we're here to just celebrate that you motherfuckers love me yeah everyone loves me yeah it's it's weird it's kind of ends up being like a waste of time because we don't no one knows you no one knows you and that's the thing so like because of social media it allows people to be popular in ways that they probably never were in their life Mm -hmm. and that's fine and that's great but there are 7 billion people on this fucking planet. Yeah. There are huge pockets of people who don't know you and your work. Mm-hmm. And if you want to touch other people, I think it makes sense for you to like speak in ways that are introductory of your work. You mm-hmm. can't just assume people just know your shit. Yeah. Like you're not Oprah. Yeah. You're not Oprah. You're None not- of us is Oprah. No. None of us are Oprah. And there are different ways to tell your story. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like you've been on some press junket and you've been saying the same thing over and over and over and maybe you assume that audiences are overlapping and people don't want to hear the story again, tell the story differently. But even with that, I have issues with because Beyonce will, honestly, like Beyonce will put on the same show throughout the whole tour. Mm-hmm. Does the same fucking thing every night. Mm-hmm. And people be going to different shows to see Beyonce. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they really enjoy her work and they love Beyonce. Mm-hmm. So if people really love your work, they're going to listen to you say the story four or five times That's or true. to different places. That's true. It, it like, That's true. Just tell the fucking story. Mm-hmm. Just share the work. And, and to, I think it's, I don't know why I can't think of words right now, but it's really, um, I don't not conceited, but like self-absorbed. Yes, ex- yes. Thank you. Hugely self-absorbed to just assume that everyone knows who you are, even when it comes to us being in media spaces and personal interactions with mm. people. When we meet people, and it's just like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't walk around in that way. And yes, thousands of people listen to this podcast, but I'm not going to assume that every room I enter. T- Enter people know that I'm queen from T with Queen and J, yeah. and they know my work, and they know I dismantle white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. And I, you know, like mm-hmm. that is to, to just assume that your presence is a present mm-hmm. is bullshit. Right. Like, no, like right. any more than anyone else's. Yes, yes, Cause, exactly. Because you should walk with, we're not saying that you shouldn't walk with confidence and think that you're a bad bitch. Which is a gender neutral term. No. Everybody is a bad bitch. Everyone is a bad bitch. But that's the point is that everybody is a bad bitch. Mm -hmm. And so there's some place where somebody has never heard of Oprah. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Exactly. Like there are pockets of people. Department store that wouldn't let her in. Oh God. (laughs) Because she's a black woman. Oh my goodness. I'm Uh, just saying. Yeah. There are pockets of people who have no idea who you are and if you are on a press junket especially, you're there to talk about who you are and what you got going on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just know that I've been in spaces consuming media because I enjoy the people who create whatever the content is. Yeah. Um, or maybe I'm listening to an interview because I already know who this guest is and I like them. Yeah. But I'm already tapped in, so tell your fucking story again. Yeah. Like, I just don't like 
like my time being wasted. It's so disrespectful to the listener. Yeah. It's disrespectful to whoever's reading this article that's supposed to be about you or whoever's watching your YouTube interview or whoever has like said hello to you or whatever. Like tell us like who you are and what you do and yeah. don't don't come in halfway through like you're a fucking Jackson. We don't know who you are. We don't. We don't know who you are. And that's not to take anybody like down a notch or a peg at all. Like I really just want to enjoy my life and I want you to stop pretending that I we all know who, who you are. are. And just as a personal example, like every we're very involved within the podcasting industry as yeah. podcasters and just being involved in the movement and trying to understand like what's going on and be have our finger on the post of like yeah. what's happening, who's doing what. Every few months, I discover a whole new network of podcasters that, that I've never, never heard, heard of before, but they all know each other. Mad people know them and fuck with them. And that's going to keep happening. And I look forward to that continuing mm -hmm. to happen because I everybody don't know me and I don't know everybody. Yeah. That's it, okay? Stop showing up to places like everybody fucking knows you. Stop doing that shit. It's corny. It's whack. It's dry. Don't do that shit. It's 2019. Yeah, and it fucks up the energy. Like, it's yeah. weird energy comes off, you, off yeah. of you yeah. when you approach... It's the nice. world in that way you know so it's like like you said we're not talking about not be confident always be confident but when your assumption is these people are here because of me no like don't do that don't do that i don't, don't even do feel that. like beyonce do that uh she knows we're there right for her but at the end of every show she's always humbly like thank you for coming out with me yeah. you know like yeah. bitch you know why we mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know why we are here and mm -hmm. we will be here again tomorrow yeah. but, but you know what i mean mm -hmm. like have a little more humility and we're not saying be humble no uh, that's that's, that's not, not at all saying. i don't even really like that yeah word that's like not that. what we're saying you don't have to be humble if you know that everybody don't know you just move <laughs> exactly. like everybody don't know you exactly you're the shit we're all the shit. We all. Okay. Are. Don't. We were. Nothing has to be done to prove that you're the yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. You, you waste people's time. You really when do. When you do that shit. Yeah. Um, and still stop it. And then people don't learn about your work. I still don't know. So then why know. do they stay engaged? I, I listened to a whole interview about somebody who did something that I thought was interesting. And I walked away having no idea what the but fuck they, they do. do. I hadn't heard of them before mm -hmm. they were going to do this interview. And I'm not going to hear about I'm them again. I'm not going to hear about them ever again. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And I don't want to. That was their opportunity to say, hey, this is what this is. This is what I do. Here are the nuanced things about what I do that yeah. makes me an interesting conversation or whatever. This is this is what's going on. Yeah. And I didn't get any of that because they walked in like, oh, me? You want to talk to me? You must already know no. everything about... No, you're here because we think you're interesting. There's value in... You can be seen as valuable and, and important without everyone being a fan of you. Yeah. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, exactly. And knowing everything about you. Like, there's value to so many people but it also ends up being a reflection of like how you see yourself mm -hmm. and how you see other people and it's like it's cringeworthy it's very cringe it's cringeworthy and like don't Jay be that said, guy stop wasting our fucking time with yeah. that i hate when i listen to interviews and it's like i listened to an interview recently of a person whose work i do i do know mm -hmm. and it didn't even really extensively talk about the work it was just like yeah i've been doing this i do this i created this and this mm -hmm. and this and this but there was no story as to who what when where and why um 
it was boring as fuck and it was like this could have been a better interview because I know this person's work and I know why they do this shit mm-hmm. but they didn't even talk about that it was just like you know I be doing this cause mm-hmm. I be doing this cause I be doing this yeah what yeah huh yeah huh yeah so you go in the pit don't be that person alright alright yeah, so I feel like we did a show we did we did do a show. Mm-hmm. Um, be sure to follow us on all the social meds, um, Instagram and Twitter at T with QJ, our Tumblr and Facebook, T with Queen and J. Oh, shit. What? We are on um, Apple Podcasts Black History Month list. Oh, yeah, we are. Yeah. Of podcasts to listen to. Um, We're in the political section. Yes, which is new. We've never We've been, been in the political the- section before. Yeah. We are there amongst political titans like Angela Rye. Boo. Hey. What? I don't. Huh? Huh? What happened? I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's interesting. Yeah, it is. It's interesting. So check that out. It's a bunch of um, black-ass podcasts Mm -hmm. on that list. So libations to Apple Podcasts for including us. Mm -hmm. Libations to Podcasts in Color. We know that they first started doing that. They collaborated with Barry from Podcasts in Color to, Mm -hmm. like, get that list going. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for including us. Thanks to shout-out libations to anybody who has found us through that list Mm -hmm. or whatever. That's cool. Um, libations to anyone who listens to Angela Rye and listens to us as well. I don't know how you do both, but you know, I hey, don't, I don't understand. It's your life, I okay? Don't know how that can happen. It's your life, girl. That is an intersection that I'm not aware of, honey. <laughs> I don't know. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. You in danger, girl. Um. So yes, I said our social meds. You mm-hmm. can send us email at twithqueenandj at gmail dot com. Send us donations by going to our website twithqueenandj dot com mm-hmm. i think that's all the thing subscribe you've been on you've been listening to us this long if you're a first time listener and you're still here i think you love us and you should just subscribe on whatever app mm-hmm. you're using um be sure to rate and review us also on whatever app you are using to listen to tea with queen and jay that's right mm-hmm. you're gonna be a south by southwest oh yeah i am you are too I am going to be at South by Southwest. Yeah. We'll have more information we'll have more later. To come. But the plan is for us to be at South by Southwest. So if you're going to be in Austin for South by Southwest, holler at us. We probably will do some type of like meetup. Like let's hang out for a minute. Yeah, we know? like to hang out and yeah, talk. Yeah, let's eat. see what's up. And so shit. if you are in Texas and want to meet us in Austin, if you're in Austin and want to meet us in Texas, like <laughs> let's do it. Let's yeah, do it. Hopefully there won't be bombing people this year. Hashtags. Black Lives Matter. Trans Lives Matter. Stop yes. killing trans women. Hashtag TVQJ. Hashtag In the Whole Uprising. Hashtag Unpack BG. Hashtag Queer Walk Pod. Hashtag Bag Ladies. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Hashtag Say Her Name. Hashtag Maybe He Doesn't Hit You. Hashtag Black Panther so lit. <laughs> they were nominated for motherfucking Best Picture Oscar. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Hashtag Oscar so white. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. Never forget. Um, you okay, sis? Spoonie chat. Film this. Somebody put on um Twitter, I hiss at, at the sis. It was like a snake. Oh, I saw that. That was funny. I saw that. That's all I wanted to say. It's funny. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 4C forever. 
Boise Natural Hair. Somebody followed us on Instagram. It's a natural hair page. And all them girls had like 3C hair in different colors. I wanted them to leave us alone. You didn't follow them back, did you? No. Okay, good. What time for that? Listen, let me go and follow them right fucking now. I don't have time for that. Oh. All right. Did we do a show? Yeah, we did. This podcast was created, hosted, and produced by a black girl named Janicia and a black girl named Naima with editorial support from Sam Riddell. Who was also a black girl. Yes. Unfortunately, in our culture, we automatically put each other against each other when we're in the same industry. And it's horrible. You see it every day on social media. Who wore best? Oh, she's funnier. All that stuff like that. But it's like, what people don't realize is when we can all come together as a collective, you automatically have magic. Because you can teach me something that I don't know. And I can teach you something that you don't know. But you so busy afraid that I'm gonna take the spot when there's so much space, okay? That you trying to withhold your knowledge from me. But guess what? I'm gonna learn it with or without you because I'm that hungry. And if you're as hungry as me and you stop trying to starve everybody around you, we can all eat. Wow, I hope somebody recorded that. You recorded that?